You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. I'm bringing back an unbelievable, awesome Patriot of America. But what's more important is a child of God, an individual that understands the foundation of the country and the natural law that God has given every citizen on this planet. The government in this country is fighting and trying to eliminate the natural law of freedom, liberty, and justice that God has given us. And Mark Maury is running for the Senate in South Dakota, and he is going to bring back into that massive swamp, along with others that are there, the actual foundation, the natural law of what America is. And he speaks for you. He speaks for the citizens of South Dakota that understand what the country's going through. But at the same time, what do we do? Couple of things. One, we have to elect people that have that foundation. And Mark is that person that has the foundation and be able to to go into this swamp as it is and stand tall, show the light, the shining light of Jesus Christ in this country. And I believe he will do a great job when he is elected to the Senate in South Dakota. Welcome, Mark, to the podcast. Glad to have you. Thank you, bud. It's my pleasure to be back on the Patriot cause. Uh, I talk about Patriot devotion. So in some ways, we're, we're still borrowing from each other, the, the Patriot theme. Uh, and I think uh, so much of this came about, it's, it's a response to the fundamental transformation that was introduced to our nation. Uh, yes. A few, a few administrations ago, um, Anyway, I, as I say, I'm glad to be back here. I've got news that uh, I'm on the ticket. I yes. got my nominating petition Ooh. signatures. Yes. Yes. Thank I'm you excited. Hallelujah. Uh, as soon um, as you told me, I was just like jumping around. So Thank that you. was uh, on March 31st. Uh, kind of a nerve wracking experience. I'll have to <laughs> say that. But uh, to find out we're on the ballot is just that step one. Now the next step is to uh, win this Republican primary that's coming up June 7th. The incumbent is Senator John Thune, South Dakota, a man who's looking at his fourth term as South Dakota's senator, uh, a man who is deeply entrenched 
in the DC system. Um, yes. I'm calling him out for grievances past and present. And I think unless he's uh, voted out, that we'll just see more of the same thing. In Absolutely. fact, if you, if you like the way things are going, then I'm going to say that I think John Thune is your man. But I don't think you're going to hear very much on this broadcast uh, that you want to hear if you like the status quo and what's been going on. Absolutely, because uh, there is many, in my experience, Mark, there's many of you out there. There are people that are struggling to get into these positions, trying to get the funds, trying to do what we call the big dollars to be able to you know, get out there. What what would be neat is where you didn't have to have or raise funds where uh, it would be in an environment where all the radio shows, all the TV would, you know, spread out the candidates and, and what they're for, and it wouldn't cost us a dime. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, that's, that's not how it works. And then we got the, you know, the two different parties and, then you got to go through the primaries and all and and those things. I understand the primary part of it because you're talking about a party that's, that wants to apparently collect the votes of the citizens and say, this is the guy that's going to represent the party. So some people don't like that process. I think it's a good process because uh, then uh, – and when I say a process, it doesn't necessarily have to be Republican or Democrat. It could be independent. It could, you know, but unfortunately, these two parties have a massive control over how people vote. And you, like you're saying, you're going up against a constituent that's been there for four terms. And we're all part of Convention of States, and we're talking about this term limits where. Yes. And this is why we need these term limits, Mark, is yes. so you have an ability, a, a much better ability, because then you wouldn't face this guy because he would be term limited out. And then only people you're going to face is those that want to come up through the people that want to be right. senators. But unfortunately, right now, that's what we're dealing with. You know, Bud, right now, I'm just not too interested in taking up Saul's armor to go out after this Goliath. You know, oh, it, yeah. doesn't fit. it doesn't fit. And it's uh, not going to be my fight, you know. Yeah. Um, and you don't. Not, and I'll not tell on you, those terms. Yeah, you don't you don't have enough rocks <laughs> to put in your sling for David to, to slay all those Goliaths, you know, mm -hmm. and, well, and I get it. Um. So just to get back, uh, you know, I need to talk about John Thune quite a bit. He is the incumbent. Okay. And sure. so um, basically he's eating his own words. Uh, he has said before, now not as a senator, but, you know, he had three terms as a congressman, as a I House member. And he, he said as a young man that, uh, that a person should not stay camped out in Washington, D.C. a long time. So he gets to eat those words. Well, that's politics. And I don't know if that's going to stick, you know, to the wall very long. But bottom line is, after talking to so many South Dakotans, most of us are just not interested in John Thune's, his DC pyramid scheme. Uh, 
somehow that because he has the power in Washington, D.C. as the minority whip, that somehow that, that's going to be a great asset for South Dakotans. Uh, I don't think that's such a convincing argument, not when we've been squandering away uh, those hard-won, stubbornly held freedoms that uh, men like such as yourself have laid it all on the line for. Um, he's, uh, you know, the, the people of South Dakota are not continually running for re-election in the back of their minds, nor will I be running for re-election in the back of my mind. You know, we just, most of us just punch in and out for work. Uh, we put on our coveralls, we work, we take off those coveralls, we hang them up in the mudroom, and we don't have a public relations team going around telling, uh, you know, everything that we did all day long. Right. That's that superficial world that we we all recognize, and that's, you know, part of how, as a non-politician, you know, I don't need to play the game. If, if I go out, if I play the game that way, then once again, I'm just putting on Saul's armor and it's too heavy, it's clumsy. I don't know how to use that. I only know how to go ahead as a rank and file person, you know, speaking those truths that, and, and those, uh, those things that I've learned uh, in my 65 years of life. Um, and I'll say one more thing about, you know, John Thune's uh, ambitions to become a leader of the Senate. Um, I don't see that being such a likelihood because all, over all these years, John Thune has shown himself not to be a leader, but to be a follower. Um, that's how he drew the attention of uh, President number 45 to be spoken of as Mitch's boy. Well, you constantly see pictures of John Thune looking over Mitch McConnell's shoulder. He's a follower, not a yes. leader. He's Absolutely. a company man in the company of a lot of very unscrupulous people. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, what you're describing is individuals that are selfish. I'm telling you, th this person is selfish. And the reason I say that, he's, he wants, in, in his mind, he's thinking that he's doing what's good for South Dakota. But when you spend this amount of time into this environment, uh, it becomes a selfishness idea. And what I mean by that, and I've talked to a couple of them, is what happens is the, the party and the rules and all that stuff that they have to deal with, you know, in Washington, D.C., it changes their mind to a point to where they understand the real power that they have. But the power is not just in D.C. The real power is the power that they have to support their state. And a lot of them cross that line. They go from supporting their state and listening to the constituents of South Dakota, which is not the same as the constituents in New York or California or Alabama. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what happens is, and what I'm seeing is these people are collaborating together to get reelected because of the quote, the quote, what the majority of America wants which they don't, they don't know anyway. Right. So 
they cross over this line instead of continuously working with their state and their people in their state to fight mm-hmm. the government, to fight these things, yep. they just run right into it. The definition of success, it kind of gets, it, it gets transformed a bit within that, that whole thing. Uh, to be a successful statesman for uh, South Dakota, I really need to, uh, well, be aware of what the constituency wants. Now, that's, that's a very diverse thing. You can't please everybody. We know sure, that. Sure, understand, understand. But uh, we, we hold the line for faith, family, and freedom because those are the things that matter in life. Without, yeah. without those uh, core values that we all cherish so much, we really don't have a republic uh, that we've, we, well, we have lost the essence of this constitutional republic. We've lost the essence of what, uh, what we were founded upon. That's why we're fighting this fight. Uh, that's what this fight's all about. We have to stay focused and we have to make choices too, bud. And I'm sure you'll uh, agree with that. No, absolutely. And the thing about, here's the thing is every human being think about what i'm gonna tell you which is part of understanding how legislation and government works every human being that has ever been born on this planet understands throughout time through growing up their actual connection of their rights because it's an individual idea like when you were a kid in your playground, did you worry about the, the economy? Did you worry about anything that was going on? No, you were free. You, you were at a point in your life where you were totally free. That's what God wants us to be, where we don't have all these words. But the difference is the legislation or the legislators, if they're good legislators, they go back into a governance standpoint, and they understand that. So the governance is not based on or should not be based on this swamp idea of the selfishness. It should be based on the foundation that people are free in every single state. Now, if you want to be whatever, you know, LGBT plus X, I get it. But The difference is you're not going to change the foundation of God in this country. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you can still have that liberty, but you can't force that liberty on the rest of the people. You can't force the fact that you hate everything. And this is what they do. They're just so upset. They hate everything. And the rest of us, don't have that problem no because we have a foundation of america we have a foundation of liberty and freedom that that we carry throughout our life we're not mad at anything right these people are just refuse to let that be uh, a part of my agenda um yeah so as we're talking about uh and you know mentioning uh those uh Hard-won, stubbornly held freedoms. Uh, but if we could move over, there's something that I want sure. to read. This addresses uh, 
What's happened to the detainees in Washington, D.C. Oh, since January 6th? Uh, a real Travesty. injustice. So I want to read a quote here that uh, I just picked up recently. And uh, are you ready for this? Yes, sir. Hit me okay. with it. The power of the executive to cast a man into prison without formulating any charge and particularly to deny him judgment by his peers for an indefinite period is in the highest degree odious and is the foundation of all totalitarian governments, whether Nazi or communist. Nothing can be more abhorrent to democracy than to imprison a person or keep him in prison because he is un unpopular. Now, um, can you make a guess of where the, where I got that quote? Well, it's, to me, it sounds like a communist person that, that wrote that. I, I, you know, that's just what it sounds like to me. Well, um, uh, I, let me just read it slowly. At the end, nothing can be more abhorrent to democracy than to imprison a person or keep him in prison because he is unpopular. Okay, so, so I think you, yeah, you didn't quite pick up the gist of that. Anyway, um, you know, I wish I could say that that, that came from uh, an American. In a way, he is an American, but he's only half an American. I'm speaking of uh, Winston Churchill wow. and the Churchill Memorandum. So because we had a little disconnect there, I just want to say it again so that we all pick up sure, absolutely. The, the power of the executive. So now we're talking about Merrick Garland, but he's... He's a, been confirmed by our Senate, but he answers to the president. Yes. And the power of the executive to cast a man into prison without formulating any charge. The, the Washington, D.C. detainees have not. I mean, by this time, there's they've had their time, you know, in court somewhat. But I mean, the first thing that happened was solitary confinement. You know, no due process that happened here in this country and particularly to deny him judgment by his peers for an indefinite period. That's exactly what happened. Um, everything was uh, in limbo there for a while um, because I think for very, uh, um, as a form of punishment to set an example. Um, but anyway, uh, and Churchill goes on to say, well, I would say that I would use Churchill's description to say that's what's happened in Washington, D.C. And uh, so I really um, what I'm really trying to do here is just make a statement that uh, if you don't think that some of the, the things that we hear about, you know, Soviet Russia, the iron, what happened behind the Iron Curtain that's happened in communist China, if you don't think they can't happen here, well, I think that already we're already seeing that. We're so, already there. Our liberties are in jeopardy, um, and I don't hear enough from the people who really could make a big difference. I don't hear enough about that because that's and, not popular. Absolutely. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, Mark. Explain to me why. I, I know there's a number of people. A, a large number of people that are in the House and the Senate that agree with exactly what you're talking about. But the control, the power that the Senate and the House has to do the checks and balance of the executive system. Yes. They're not doing their job. No. 
it's really that's really the best way to explain it. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the going into the swamp and and running into and becoming part of the status quo. But where in the world did we lose the fact that the Senate and the House, the representatives of the people of the United States, which we believe in and we always believed in, yeah. have turned into this, like you're talking about, this communist do not want to face the absolute travesty of trampling, just trampling the constitution for an individual, for a, a person that may or may not done something wrong. I'm getting yeah, we all were but supposed we don't to... know that if if they don't have the rights and the justice system doesn't work like it's supposed to. Every Congress, it doesn't matter what side they're on. They should be yeah. jumping up and down because this is just not America. We heard Elizabeth Warren basically, uh, you know, lambast our Justice Department. Elizabeth Warren, uh, you know, could see that that was injustice to uh, put people in solitary confinement because they'd been in Washington, D.C. to rally for Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Mark, listen, and you know, this words is one thing actions are another yes this is and true there, there is a very few a handful of these legislators that are actually acting mm-hmm. you know like uh i can't remember her name off the top of my head but you know going to the prison trying to visit with these people okay yeah you know think, those kind of things i think she's and, a gal from atlanta from georgia she is. she's from georgia but think where's the 30 40 people yeah. And the House and the Senate that joined her. It's because it's gone against the grain of some of the establishment Republicans, the people that we would, you know, hope that would use that voice. Uh, that's <clears throat> no wonder, as I was just saying uh, to a group I was speaking to this morning, uh, hundreds of thousands of disgruntled South Dakotans. Where's the story there? Uh, yeah. I think we do have a story to tell. Um But I think that uh, what we're all hoping for is the redemption of America and the reinvigoration, maybe I should have practiced this a little more, the reinvigoration of the righteous root. So you see this cap that I'm wearing here. I I mean, we're not going to get this done through human endeavor, but this cap, I think, says a lot. Um, Revive revive the root, root. USA, and you see... The cross and the American yep. flag. Absolutely. So, yes, I'm going to uh, uh, unabashedly, you know, say that I'm calling on the name of the Lord to save this nation yet one more time. Um, yep. Uh, it's, it's kind of an amazing thing uh, in this Senate race. Uh, everyone that's in it uh, in South Dakota is a uh, confessing Christian. So, um it's just a matter of style, I guess. And then, what, as you said, whether it's mere words or really by our own actions, you know, what's coming from here and down here, um, if we're going to uh, follow through and uh, do that thing, as I said, to hold the line for faith, family, and freedom, returning to our Constitution and its covenant maker and its covenant keeper. 
And that's exactly how it works. I'm going to give you an example. I live in the state of Alabama. I have two senators and multiple representatives that are in D.C. And I hear from like three of them. Because they're connected with us. And that's their priority. Their priority is to listen to the state. And I know, Mark, that is exactly what you're going to do. You're it shouldn't going, be that difficult. No, it I shouldn't. Mean, and the thing can, about it is, especially we can do with this. technology, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. with technology. And, and, you know, when you go up there, it's not like you're by yourself. You're going to have a whole staff. To be I might even to have a social... Process. I might have all the help I need with social media when I get there. Absolutely. You will. <laughs> right that's, now. I'm, I mean, it's, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is, you know, a South Dakotan gets involved in whatever situation and they feel that this is not right. You know, my liberties are stomped on. They need to be able to send you a message and say, can you help me with this? So we're going to take a break and we'll be back with, Senator candidate of South Dakota, Mark Maury. And this man wants to get into the swamp, as we call it. He is the Daniel to go in the lion's den. I love him. He's doing everything he can to get to the Senate seat of South Dakota. We'll be right back. American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye but he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy in the land of the free Now this nation that I love is falling under attack A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye Man, we lit up your world like the 4th of July Hey Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly and it's gonna be hell When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole
Cause we'll put a boot in your ass It's the American way Hey Uncle Sam Put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty Started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly And it's gonna be hell When you hear Mother Freedom Start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole wide world Is raining down Of the red, white, and blue America is the greatest nation on this planet. And we must continue to produce leaders that understand that. That have the ability to govern us, which we need on this earth, in righteousness, love, and caring for each and every individual. Mark Maury wants to do that. He is working towards getting elected as a senator in South Dakota to become a Daniel in the lion's den, to go up there and bring the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth which is the only way we're going to defeat the evil in this world. And he is willing to put his life, his family, everything that he has fought for over the years on the line to do this. So let's continue with Senator, soon to be, hopefully, Mark Mowry. So, you know, Bud, the other day I got a, a short uh, letter from somebody asking me if I'd do an interview. And uh, so before I agree to do something like that, of course, I try to get a little bit of background. Yeah. And so come to find out, it's a couple 17-year-olds from down in Texas. Somehow they picked up on this campaign up here. So seeing that, I said I'd be honored, you know, to talk with these 17-year-olds. Sure. And they came up with a term that I'm going to borrow because it was just kind of matter-of-factly in this conversation, you know, asking them about them, themselves and stuff. They talked about what they see as the managed decline of our nation. Oh, Their nice. words, managed words. Yep. declined. And, and uh, you know, it, it's intentional. Um, it is powers, the powers, whoever, whatever this is, they do not want to see an America that shines the light of freedom, that acknowledges yes, that all rights come from God and not from government. I mean, we're going against the one world order, and which is, I speak of John Thune as because he's a successful and a career politician, he is the man who would usher in the one world order. That's why we're seeing him uh, vote to raise debt ceilings. Uh, we're, we're seeing him uh, confirming 
the likes of Merrick Garland and other, you know, ultra liberal type of uh, appointments. And um, while we're seeing him also give his yay to omnibus appropriations bills that are 2,741 pages long, an insanity that we've almost come to expect from Washington, D.C. So managed decline. You can't tell me that going nearly $30 trillion in debt is anything but the ruin, the ruinment of uh, our society. Absolutely. You know, debasing our currency, uh, basically debasing um, any any type of fiat that's dependable. They can't just, you know, be vaporized uh, when any whenever somebody wants to just pull the cord on this thing, you know? It's highly possible within the next four or five years that the American dollar is now not the standard that the world uses. We're we're on that edge. Yes. Which is what you're talking about. Well, and I, want I, you to, I want you to think about something because you because you're gonna be in the Senate when these things are happening, even if the Republican Party or the conservatives get majority of the Senate in the House, mm-hmm. you're going to still be involved in this connect, this massive connection like you're talking about the New World Order. But what makes it so terrifying is this. As they're destroying and bringing down the structure of the United States, China and Russia is increasing. They're becoming more popular in the world and oh, a lot of China. people don't understand that. And if China we don't just, have a, a foundation of legislators and correct that route that we're heading to, it's not just that we're going to be lost. The, the world is going to be lost because no other country in the history of America has done so much good for the world, even the communist world. That's right. You know, our That's mission, right. our missionaries for Christ across the globe has has increased tenfold in the last 10, 20 years. And it, it's absolutely just it disturbs me that they're working so hard to destroy our country when it's so good. That's right. Yes, China has bought their way into many of our hearts. And uh, unfortunately, um, taking the road of convenience and uh, you might say easy money. I mean, um, well, I think a lot of these things have come from ignorance and the root of the word ignorance is ignore. We've been ignoring too many of the signs. And I really like to see uh, church leaders step up uh, you know, get away from this whole kumbaya um, idea of uh, because buying into the one world system. I mean, I'm I'm just a rank and file person. I'm not a. I didn't attend a seminary. I'm not a theological expert. I'm not even a sure. political expert. Sure. But uh, you know, it gets back to we understand these things, these fundamental things, and. Uh, so many Americans do. I think that we are, you know, are very much the majority in this nation. So it's 
is basically the good fight of faith, uh, laying it all down. I'm going to quote from the book of Revelations. Uh, I think it's maybe chapter 11, but it says, uh, they overcame the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And then right after that is a verse that uh, I only really realized it was there as of late. It says, and they loved not their lives even unto death. So, you know, this life game is pretty dangerous. You could actually get killed doing it. I think we all got to be ready, you know, uh, to face the fact that it's never been cheap. Liberty's never been cheap. And no. uh, so, uh, as I say, because we human nature, you know, looking looking for the easy way out, looking for the comfortable thing, looking for convenience. We've just ignored too many signs. There's too many people in the pulpit. There's too many people uh, sitting on the fence. As a matter of fact, I got I got a quote from somebody might kind of surprise you uh, if you're ready to hear it. This, sure. this comes from Henry David Thoreau, who I think, you know, many people would say, well, he, you know, he's basically uh, quoting a guy that's kind of liberal. But wait, before you sure. come up with that judgment, Thoreau said there are thousands who, esteeming themselves children of Washington and Franklin, sit down with their hands in their pockets and say they know not what to do and do nothing. They hesitate and they regret, but they do nothing in earnest and with effect. They will wait, well disposed for others to remedy the evil, that they may no longer have it to regret. So, I won't say that I necessarily think that Henry David Thoreau uh, is a patriot or otherwise. I'm just hearing some common sense. You know, uh, it's life is more than a spectator sport. We've got to get in the game. Uh, I'm thinking about my my grandchildren. I'm thinking about what's ahead for them. I can't expect, uh, you know, people of that age, like you said, uh, they're not they're kind of beyond the playground age. But, uh, you know, I can't. Uh, expect them to see the signs coming, not at those tender ages. It's it's up to the, the mature people to really ask where this is all going. You know, ask yourself, any of you, any doubters that are listening to this broadcast, are you sure you want to keep going down this path? It, it would be so easy, you know, uh, around South Dakota, I'm watching and I'm really surprised because uh, I'm seeing so many houses being built. And which seems to kind of defy the you know supply chain issue that was going to really keep us held down post pandemic. I'm seeing houses going up. Uh, we got one of our late blizzards here in South Dakota, but uh, you know things when that snow melts, I mean things are going to really green up, and the sunshine is going to come out, and we're not wearing those masks. It's so easy to to forget, you know what happened. Uh, within the last 24 months. It's so easy to forget about James Comey and spying and to forget about hurricane crossfire. It's so easy to forget about- The Russian collusion. The Russian collusion, uh, trying to impeach a president twice. You know, whether whether people liked him or not, that, that was wrong to, yes. uh, we, we've seen. It's been proven. Even the mainstream media can't hide the fact that, uh, they were just uh, well. It was it was misinformation, and it was it it was spread, and it was intentionally, like we say, managed 
decline, like those 17-year-old boys were saying, managed decline. We forget about Mark Milley, traitor Mark Milley, who was speaking to Chinese generals behind our president's back. High treason. Um, who, whose idea is it to have Mark Milley even now speaking to about the Russians and the Ukrainians? This is yeah. our military man. His role, well, he's supposed to be our military man. Why is he a spokesman? I mean, who's, who is the, exactly. the head exactly. of the state? What's wrong with the picture? Once again, it, 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 if you've been around for a while, you can see that there are all kinds of things going on now and that have been going on that uh, we've been ignoring too many things. And these are, I'll say it again, hard-won, stubbornly held freedoms bestowed upon us by our creator but all, and by those who risked risked it all and sometimes gave it all. What a travesty. I don't think it's going to happen, but I've got more I've got more confidence in the Americans and in the American legacy. Absolutely. Than to think that that's going to happen. I mean, I guess the, you know, hopefully now I'll the doom and gloom talk is over. I like to say that we are a now people. Now we are not overwhelmed. Now we have everything that it takes, faith, family, and freedom secured under a brilliant constitutional framework forged by the authority and inspiration of Almighty God. Well, America is not dead. Amen. What it is, what what has happened is the Constitution and what's in our heart has been sleeping. And here's here's what I love. I love what I'm fixing to tell you. In Acts, when Paul is being told by the by the Israelite Pharisees and the Sadducees, and gives him letters to go to Damascus and kill Christians. And on his way, our holy Lord Jesus Christ stops him in his tracks. But here's the important part. The important part is he puts scales over his eyes for three days. He blinded Paul. And he and Paul, during that time frame, had the ability, because he was blinded, to think about everything and all the things that he has done. He, and God did that for a purpose. And then Ananias came in and was able to remove with the holy God the scales in his eyes. And then he was able to see. Not see just because of his eyes, but his heart and his soul was able to see the difference between evil and good. That's what the goal is. The goal is, is to get Americans that, that see this. They see the difference. They've always seen the difference between good and evil. But the good has been in charge and changing, like you're talking about, managing the government and the country through the evil eyes, the scales. They can't see the truth. And to them, the truth is how they live their lives. 
if you don't have any foundation of eternal life, your only choice is this world. And then you're going to put every effort in your life to make sure this world is like you want it to be. But that's not the truth. The truth is America was formed for the purpose of Christ and God's plan, not the world. And it's being destroyed, not by Christians. And I understand what you're talking about, the churches. There's a lot of those churches where the preachers have scales on. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But the majority, the vast majority of Americans are just like you and I. It's just no one or no mass amount of politicians and government officials are in the same group. They're selfish. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're going towards it. It's time to get back to where you serve America. And when that happens, then God will re-bless this country and bring us back because the people have to do it. Not the, not the government. The government will never come back to God. The people have to do it. And then our country, just like the Israelites for many years, did not understand or did not want to be part of God's world. They wanted to create their own, and God took them down every single time. Because God in this country, in this world, he will judge nations immediately, not in eternity right now. And he is judging America. And he's asking us, he's asking us Americans that have the foundation of the Constitution, of the Bible, of the ability to select the right people, to go into the right places. And Mark, you're that person in South Dakota that needs to be part of this change in America so that people have a voice, not just reading the Bible in church, but also in the government. And I, I really believe that that's why you're on the podcast with me today. I, I love you, brother. And I thank you so much for your efforts and, and being part of, of, you know, taking that step which I don't want to do because I'll probably hurt somebody, slap a couple of them if I went up to, you know, the gunny, the gunny mentality. But you're you're ready to go, brother. And I thank you so much for that. Are more, I am honored. Um, we're going to reinvigorate the righteous root through the power of Christ. Absolutely. Hmm. And it's uh I see it every day. I was on the Scott Beeson show here in Birmingham. I actually had the opportunity to host the show for three hours and the callers were calling in and it was just an amazing adventure in my life. One of the best days of my life that there's so many people out there that are hurting. And the reason they're hurting is because they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. Well, let me tell you, convention of States is one of them. The second one is you got to pick and you got to vote for the right people. Not just because somebody tells you, Senator Smuckatelli is the guy you got to vote for. No, no, do the research. And you have the internet, which, by the way, is, the, is tremendous research. Because back in the day, you had to go to a coffee shop and 
I'm speaking about my age, right? <laughs> to, to learn about a candidate. And if that candidate was a senator and he was, you know, a thousand miles away from you, how in the world was you able to talk to him? You couldn't. You had to take the the trust of the people that mm-hmm. that were around you. And now you have the internet to to really do research. Where do they come from? Where do they grow up? What is their ideas? What is in their mind? What is in their heart? Do they have your best interests in heart when they become a government official or mm-hmm. are they self-centered? Kind of shows the, the value, talking about the coffee shop, goes the, it shows the value of a good report. Um, yes. And why we probably need to, to keep that in mind when we're talking about people who, uh, you know, really are on the same page as us. I mean, they're the Patriot cause, Patriot devotion. Um, it's uh, sometimes misconstrued that uh, if we get uh, that somehow a strong national spirit is uh, kind of a threat, uh, um, but no. God will That's exalt the nations. Opposite. He will not yeah. exalt the world. So yes. nations have kind of a personality. Um, God, I think, also looks at them that way. Um, we, we who are fighting on the right side, we really can't lose. Because uh, absolutely what we have can't be taken away from us. No, sir. Absolutely. Never. Never. I, you know, Christ said that none of my sheep will be taken away. They hear my voice. They will be with me. Right. So for for the listeners out there, um, have your house in order. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus. He he will receive you. He receives uh, the contrite in heart. It's the proud and the defiant that uh, that uh, make it hard for him. That that make grace difficult, not because of him, but because of your own standing, your own heart standing. Simply ask God to come into your heart and save you from your own sins, from your own wickedness. Absolutely. Mark, uh, we got a, oh, this is great podcast, but got a time limit here. So here's what, here's what I want, or I think that we should talk about. Okay. If you were sitting in a conference room and you had 500 people from South Dakota listening to you, what is the important things that you want them to understand that is part of why you're running for the Senate and how your plan, your ideas that that are comparative, right? To understand that I'm going to go there for you and not for me. Uh, to that audience, I'm going to say that I will hold the line for faith and for family and for freedom. Yes. I'm an America first candidate. And what that means to me, America first means the unwavering devotion to and defense of the United States Constitution, as it is written, trusting in its guiding principles to secure the freedoms of every American citizen. 
America first. Point number two means faith and religious practices shall not be infringed upon. Absolutely. Point number three, America first means the nuclear family shall be honored and cherished and preserved as the bedrock of our society. Point number four, or America first means the thorough and pervasive, strong, thorough and pervasive practices of the rule of law. We support law enforcement personnel who serve and protect in our communities, who guard our border, borders, and who defend our freedoms. And finally, the fifth point, America first means a style of governance that recognizes we the people first in terms of our prosperity, our freedoms, and our self-determination. So what I'm really saying is, unlike a politician or anything else, I'm, I'm, the thing that I'm seeking is bringing, getting my country back, back from the ravages of uh, fundamental transformation, back from that uh, movement away from uh, the things that have made our country great, and even uh, to tear down, to dis dismantle corrupt systems in government. And that includes the propaganda, the messaging uh, that besmirches our national character, our legacy, our history, you spoke before of you know America's place in the world, uh, and you're so right. You're so right. I mean, um, we we have things to live up to, not only in our own eyes and and in our call, our calling, but that the whole world has what has been watching. And so, um, those things matter a lot to me, and uh, I don't just give them lip service. I'm I'm giving it everything that I've got, because I'm doing this in the name of the Lord. Uh, otherwise, if, if I thought John Thune was holding the line for faith, family, and freedom, believe me, I would not be challenging him. Yep. I would not be in this arena. I need to be in this arena, and you need to vote for me. Or, as I said, we continue down this track Same that we're road. going. That's work, that works for John Thune, but it's not working for us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark, for coming on the show. Uh, your faith and America and your abilities are there. We just got to get you into that swamp <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can shine a light. And, and that's the difference. We, we got to get the truth out there mm -hmm. and, and reestablish that the government is for the people, by the people and of the people and not by Mark or anybody else. Right. And, and, and like you're saying, uh, this other candidate, you know, if you're in South Dakota and you're gonna go, you're, you're a vote for this other guy, like Mark's saying, nothing is going to change. And in fact, it's still gonna get worse. Yep. Because he's already proven he doesn't have what it takes to establish or reestablish the foundation of America. He's just being drawn in, uh, in the swamp. And I believe that Mark in my heart, without a doubt is going to have the faith and the confidence and the strength to be Daniel in the lion's den. And I thank you so much, Mark, for being on the show.
My pleasure. So have a great day and it's not over yet. And we'll get you back whenever you need to come back. And June, what's the date for the primaries? June 7th is okay, the so Republican primary. 7th. Yep. So June 7th. And yeah. I'm going to say this to many of you South Dakotians. A lot of people do not go and vote on the primaries. You got to vote in the primaries because this is going to be a determination when November comes along of who is going to represent South Dakota. So you're actually pretty much voting for the person that's going to fight against the other side, the evil side that's in right. the primary. You won't have the option to select a person that is that did not win the primary against the Democrat or whoever it is. So you got to go in the primaries and you got to push that button for Mark so that he has the ability to eliminate the rest of the field and face the, the Goliath at the final November. And if he shines, which he will, and have the armor, he'll defeat anybody in South Dakota that wants to take this seat. And, and we can get Mark up there in the den with the Lions. But the good news is I know he'll fight the, the good fight instead of the bad one. But uh, I can't lose. Absolutely not. And I believe that. So <laughs> thank you so much, Mark. Have a wonderful day. And we will talk to you later. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, but I want to tell you this. Americans are standing up and Mark Maury is running for the Senate in South Dakota. The reason he is doing it is because like the rest of us, we see a problem with our patriotism and our country and how it is absolutely infiltrated by communism. Mark is doing something. Listen to what I'm telling you. He's doing something. Are you doing something? Are you going local, state, or federal? Are you talking to the leaders? Are you replacing these woke communist leaders in these positions if not think about it if you're so pissed off like the rest of us then maybe you should do something maybe you should act mark is acting he wants to change this complete understanding of what Obama started with changing America. Can you imagine that? A president, a president wants to change this country. Fundamental change towards a very, very small minority. We must understand that. That's how politics works. The louder you speak, the louder you get heard, 
and the more the politicians listen to you. For almost two years in this country, they have burned the cities. They have taken over the media airways. The minority, the very, very small, and they're supposed to represent the rest of us? Absolutely not. So Mark is doing his thing, and I applaud him completely for standing up for the values of America and much more, the values of God and the Savior that created all of us. Share the podcast far and wide. That's the only way it gets out. you got to share it with your family, your friends. Let them know we're tired. They're tired of living in a possible world where you no longer decide your life, but the government does it for you. This is the Gunny Out.